Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. In Sweden, it's called a cannonball, but here, a cinnamon bun. It's episode number 221, <laughs> and it's a happy new year to you, Tony Lloyd. How are you? Happy new year. I am okay. <laughs> every episode, I think every episode you're just okay, and that's fine. That's a good thing to be. We're joined, Tony, by two non-regulars. First, we have George Weaver in the bottom right-hand side of my Zoom call. How are you, George? Happy New Year. I'm good. I'm just wondering if "bun" rhymes with "one," but I'll listen. It, it certainly does in South Yorkshire, son. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> Ooh, son, I'll get that for the next time we come round. On the... <laughs> Thank you, Tony. And Happy New Year to uh, Bournemouth YouTube channel's own, Topher Knowles, artist extraordinaire. How are you? Hello, yeah, Happy New Year. I think uh, so. I've done two podcasts, football podcasts in a week, so I think I'm officially middle-aged and white now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All we need to do is talk about our opinions on Star Wars, and we are absolutely again sorted again <laughs> every week, mate. Every week. Oh, it's nice. It's nice to have you uh, both with us to discuss. Uh, generally, I guess the festive season, uh, but mainly focusing on uh, the game that was Stoke City nil, Bournemouth one. Uh, it's. It's been an interesting festive season, to say the least. I've seen a few people complaining that it's um, two points over the festive season. We've not exactly played the most free-flowing football. Uh, We've January now. Well, we are in January and the transfer window open. People are looking to it and hoping that somehow uh, we can sign a magic player who will um, rescue everything and make Stoke into this, I don't know, mighty top three team or something ridiculous it has been an odd time though um tony now we're out of this crazy festive season how do you feel it went uh well we didn't win any which obviously is what you're looking for <laughs> in, in a in a period of games but no i mean it's been a bit of a dip but i wouldn't say it's been bad as such we're eighth which we would have taken i think we're within reach of better than eighth, um, we we've got January coming up. We've got well, January's already here. We've got Gregory and Fletcher. At some point, we'll be back both fit at the same time, which might work um, when they're in working order. I've, I'm, it's been a bit shit, but it hasn't been that bad, really. I guess all things considering, we could be a team in a worse position. George, if I come to you, so get yourself ready because you can answer a question. I'm prepared. <laughs> but like, well, no, it, I. Do you do you see where people are coming from with their annoyance in in how how the Christmas period's gone, or are you? If, if you're anything like me, I'm kind of just going along with this season because I'm accepting it to be part of a process. But by doing that, my opinions are very bland. So <laughs> are you like me, where it's just fine and mediocre, or? Like, are you mad? No, I think I think I'm similar to you. I kind of, it helps that the games have been quite bland as well, because I haven't had anything to get really upset or annoyed or angry about in terms of our performances. They've just either been, Ugh, or oh, that was all right, and that's it. 
So there's nothing to get too angry about. And I can, I've kind of given up on hope of us actually going up. Mm. Because every time I think about what our current squad would be like in the Premier League, <laughs> a part of me dies inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, was it two points we've got from eight or something like that? Yeah, it's not great. But the fact that we're still eighth with that shows what this league is kind of like. Yeah, I mean, if I just quickly run you through the results from... Let's go from the month of December up until the game yesterday. We we won away at the start of the month in December to Wickham, 1-0. We then beat Middlesbrough, 1-0. Yes. Lost then to, lost then to, to Cardiff uh, at home. Drew with Derby, 0-0. Drew with QPR, 0-0. Beat Blackburn, 1-0. Lost to Spurs. Uh, drew with Coventry, 0-0. Drew with Forest, 1-1, and then the game yesterday, 1-0. Topher, it's a, it's certainly, it's not like we're shipping, with the exception of that Tottenham game, which, you know, they're, well, they've got world-class players, so we can forget that, and that was quite a decent performance anyway. With the exception of that, it's not like we're this leaky squad or anything. We are solid, it's just the, yeah. it's the other end of the pitch, isn't it, that we've got a bit of an issue. How... Why? What's what's our problem? Yeah, I mean, I can I can live with the draws. That's that just feels like Michael O'Neill being uh, pragmatic and doing what needs to be done. It's the the damning statistic of we haven't scored in four of the last six, I think. And I've just kind of I'm watching games now, and I've lost that feeling of oh, we could score here. I'm I'm just I'm kind of tuning out a little bit because I don't I don't <laughs> think a goal is coming from anywhere. That's the the main problem at the moment, but still keeping the faith in it because we did have the periods before this where we had those manic games where goals were flying in both ends all over the shop. So we know O'Neill can do it, and we know he's not a negative manager who is forever going to chase clean sheets we know he's got it in his locker it's just when are we going to see it again it's the problem at the moment i think you think that sorry i was just gonna say that that period of mentalness where we kept scoring loads of goals followed on from a load of really dreary nil nils and one nils didn't it Hmm. so so maybe it's just a cycle yeah it's this we're in a springboard phase i think I get, yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to come next. But it's certainly, I don't, I'm sure people aren't forgetting, but this season is mad in the amount of games that people are having to play on a regular, regular basis. And it's probably tiring on everyone. Like, I think you can see it across the, the board. There, It's not, I don't know, there's no team who is absolutely frantic and incredible. It's, everyone's kind of suffering in some areas. I just... I think for me the 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 issue I, I completely agree with you Tofa like when Bournemouth scored yesterday that was it like well you knew full well there was no chance we were going to um going to get anything out of the game ironically Sam Vokes did have a chance right at the end that could have changed all that but I don't know is um, this is a question for any of you is it a case of we're just not creative enough. I've seen a lot of questions raised over what's the best midfield combination to to get the best out of an attacking lineup. Is it that we're slow? I kind of feel it's a combination of everything. But what would be your 
if you were if you were O'Neill, how would you look to rectify it? I think it's it's weird because I, I when we got the lineups for yesterday's game, um, I was not very happy with the midfield. But given who we were playing against, that kind of really scrappy midfield that just pushes up and just presses them to get the ball high up actually worked really well until Fletcher went off. And then we lost all impetus. But the fact that that worked really well was nice. Um, I just, I think it's more in the games where we've got a bit of onus on us to create, where we just end up passing it out to either a wing back or winger and sort of hopefully crossing it in. And that seems to be our go-to in almost every situation is can we get it out wide and can we cross it in, which is fine, but it's not really working very well at the minute. We we absolutely love a cross. Mm-hmm. We, we can't stop crossing. What we need to work on is somebody being in the box at the same time, which is where we're falling down. Um, because Fletcher is good at that, although he's usually on his own. And then when he goes off, it's, it's Brown crossing it to... McLean on the opposite touchline running in, tackling one of their defenders. So if we had more fit players, then we might have a chance to mix that up. I think, yeah, you definitely agree about about the pressing. It was particularly good. Um, and had your man, the fridge, um, got his toe on the end of that excellent Josh Tymon ball at the end, we'd probably be looking at it as more positively having got a point at third place, well they would have been fourth or fifth place I suppose with a point, but very high up the table, Bournemouth Yeah, I mean Bournemouth were a good side and in that first half we, we really pushed them, you know they were, mm. there was definitely chances there but I think before Chris, when you said we knew it was over when they scored I think we knew it was over when Fletcher got injured and the expression that he was giving towards the touchlines was how everyone was feeling, just kind of Oh no! <laughs> it's such that's, a double-edged sword, bad. though. It's sort of like the fact that we rely so much and get so angry when Stephen Fletcher goes off the pitch <laughs> is, feels really horrible. But at the same time, it's like, well, we only actually need a Stephen Fletcher to be on the pitch for us to actually be a really good side. In a yeah. in in some sense, and I don't know which but side to I... fall down on on that. I, but then what I get, I guess, and it's a question we've probably all spoken about at some point, is what does that say about the squad then? If we are we have a squad that is as bloated as it is and we're relying on the free transfer we signed this this summer, whereas we have all these other players that we've... It's, it's not, a, a, not a ringing indictment of the, of the squad, but then equally, it's... We've, it's still a squad that's coming coming together, isn't it? And like, we've got three frontline strikers injured. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's more critical. Fletcher's there when Gregory and Campbell aren't well, I mean, available. It's those strikers, and it's also the players who I know we we weren't scoring many goals last season, but the ones we were coming getting were coming from Lucas, yes. Allen, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. They've both been out. McLean has been off the boil. So all of our sources of goals have gone, not not just the strikers. And you can yeah. see certain players are trying to step up and fill that void. So like Thompson seems to be getting into positions. So there's potential there. They're just not natural game winners at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you're you yeah you're absolutely <coughs> right. On that then, if 
as as it sits now, going into whoever the next game's against, I've not looked it up, so God help us. Who's it against? Leicester. Oh, we're playing Leicester. <laughs> uh, ignore that. Yeah. FA Cup, it doesn't matter. <laughs> away to Blackburn. Away to Blackburn in the game, in the championship after. Like, what would be... What would be your setup? What would be... I, I mean, ideally, what midfield would you go with? But would you... <sighs> formations are loose and meaningless, but would you change... Because I kind of liked us playing with this front three and having, like, Fletcher surrounded by Pace on either side. Now, if rumours are to be believed, Fletcher is out for a little while. Um, and, and there are rumours of lone players coming in who may have Pace. You never know. But I kind of like that system and that set up nicely with just having two midfielders and wing-backs and, I don't know, whatever. What would be your ideal setups? Goals? Um, <laughs> when, yeah. Whenever I've tried to look at it, everything comes back to this the, the problem left-back area because I don't, I don't want to play five at the back. Nobody likes playing five at the back, do they? No one picks Tony, that don't, formation on FIFA. Don't go shouting, Tony. <laughs> I, don't, no, um, I mean, obviously, I have a, a vision where there's... 11 Josh Timons, um, <laughs> but we better stick to football. Um, I think, I think if, yeah, if if Fox isn't fit, we are pretty much scuppered at left back. Timon can do it, but he hasn't been fit for the last two weeks, which doesn't help. When he does do it, I think he's effective, but wasted a bit, unless, unless we're making room for him to overlap, which just hasn't happened this season. It happened last season when he came on at the end of the season. And it happened in pre-season when he scored that excellent goal. Um, Would you rather see Josh Tymon as a left yes, back, a I'm... wing back, or on your bed? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This is a new Sorry, podcast series. Sorry, I've <laughs> <it> off. <laughs> <We've lost him>. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, wing back. Well, no, no sort of centre mid attacking. From the left hand side, I'd quite like to see him on the right, cutting inside. To be honest, just to see if that works, because his 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 kicking foot is quite a clean thing for strikes on target. I think a lot a lot of the a lot of the comments in reply to to the Wizards on Twitter have been like saying that in January we need we need a striker um, and a left back. Those are the ones that come in. Prop, a proper left back, uh, Robin Tunstall has said. A striker. Strike. Um, what was it? James Bickerton, who you'll remember for hating "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," um, <laughs> and I will bring that up every time he tweets. Uh, he says uh, we've become solid, consistent, albeit a little blunt. Work out a way to create more chances, perhaps similar to the Brentford model, and look to purchase wingers slash strikers who overperform in the lower leagues, a la Ivan Tony. I mean, I yeah, that'd be great, but I guess. Those players who overperform in other leagues are also been looked at by lots of other clubs as well, and we have like all the all this chat of strikers still leaves us with the problem that we do already have lots of strikers. They are just either rubbish or injured, <laughs> or both, kind of, or both. And so, I mean, we're linked with this uh, this guy, the Welsh lad from Schalke, whose name I forget, Rabbi, Rabbi. yeah. Rabbi, Rabbi, something. Um, uh, oh, that shit, professional podcast here, Chris. Matondo. That's yeah, the one. That's right. Thank you. We're also linked with uh, Jack Clark, I believe. Um, both players who 
I mean, I don't know too much about the... Well, I don't know much about either, so I'm not going to pretend I do. But um, from from my understanding of the the former, it's a case of he has a lot of speed and maybe he's still quite young and doesn't really have the rest of the game around him. Um, Jack Clark, well, it's a... They're championship signings, I guess. It's it gives us something if they come through. I, I think the does it? honestly, I, I think know. the biggest thing is that it looked a lot like it yesterday that Jacob Brown got a lot of stick. Other than that, I I think he's you know a fairly decent player for his age. Um, but I think his biggest problem is that we've got Jacob Brown and Nick Powell who are comfortable on the ball in forward areas, and that's it. So yeah. I, I, at this point, if we sign an attacker or relatively attacking player who isn't afraid of the ball actively, then I'll take it. And I think it'll make us miles better. How did we get to this point from where we started out with a bloated squad that we needed to cut down to not having enough players in December? We knew. <laughs> how, yeah. how is this it a mark of genius. We've been hoarding players for this exact moment. It's well, we still haven't got enough. Ah, you say that, but on, on Saturday against Leicester, when when Moritz Bauer and Kevin Wimmer line up, <laughs> secret weapons. You'll you'll wish we had fewer again. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, it is a weird situation where we have a massive. Uh, so I saw someone in a, like um. I think it was some opposing fan that say, yeah, just look at the size of their squad. They've got a massive squad. And they, it got me thinking like, yeah, but we can't use any of them. They're <laughs> yeah. all like, they're like yeah, home. I take your point. They're all, they're either not here or they're, they're on a sick bed somewhere. Like we haven't, it's, I don't know. Maybe they're all coming back though. I mean, Joe Allen's slowly coming back and he, he looked, I, I don't know what Joe Allen looked like yesterday. I, I'm always in two minds about Joe Allen. He has uh, tenerity and he is... Um, he, he chases things down, but hard, sometimes it is... I don't know. It's just like watching a dog chasing a ball. I, I paid extra attention this week and he was quite good. Okay. So, yeah. Well, good. <laughs> do, do we want uh, replacing the Jordan Cousins role, Joe Allen, or do we want no. Joe Allen running into the box, picking up late shots, Joe Allen? Which which yeah, one do we want? I'd prefer that. Yeah, definitely prefer that one. one. Yeah. Because Cousins should definitely be playing. Yes. Yeah. And he isn't, and that's sad. Yeah, I think he can be fairly like... gutted that he'd missed out yesterday, uh, to be honest. But then, I'm also but fairly sure other... he was injured and probably playing a couple of games injured as well. But then you also have the likes of Klukas, who is also and has been shown to be really good. And if you have Joe Allen, and let's say we went for a three-man midfield. You go for Joe Allen, and when Jordan Cousins is back, him. Do you sacrifice Klukas for Nick Powell? We have a lot of midfielders. And it's just like, and then there's John Obi Mikel, who I forget every time because I'm still not convinced a hundred percent on him. Um, I think on, I mean, on current form, I I don't think we start Klukas, which yeah. which is a really weird thing to say of you know one of our two best players last season, but this season. Or you play him out, or you play, or or for some reason you put him out left and Mm. replace McLean with him because McLean has not been good. And I don't know, I, I, 
I don't know if that's just he's he's going through a rough patch of form at the moment, but like everything, any time, even if McLean gets the ball and he gets in a position to cross it, you know a hundred percent that that cross is going nowhere near any players because I don't know he's just that's a player I would probably replace in terms of rest him for a bit. I don't, I have no idea. I think I think a, a fair few time. of our players need a rest. And yeah, well, I think the Leicester game could be interesting because we are going to vest players for that. We'll probably vest Powell, and I think we've tried to go through Powell for absolutely everything for a number of games. And one, teams know it, and they're going to suss it out. <laughs> and two, he probably needs a break, so it's going to be interesting to see what we actually try to do without him and maybe giving Klukas or maybe even Allen a chance in that role. And that's, that's what, what I think probably makes those signings if we make both of those signings you mentioned really interesting is that even if they are absolute crap people are going to not be able to mark Nick Powell as closely Mm. or with as many players at least it frees up a little bit because I felt really sorry watching Nick Powell and Jacob Brown yesterday just sort of try to get it to each other but there was absolutely no chance with 11 Bournemouth players around them yeah, it was like two against ten all the time. Yeah, exactly. And they're trying to pick each other out. And even if they do, they've got five men on each of them. And after the first half, Joe Allen wore himself out a bit, I think. Um, yeah. So he, was, he wasn't he was quite as lively as he had been. Um, and our wing-backs aren't exactly marauding, attacking talents. I think, I think the last few yeah. games they've been under instruction, and I think that applies to McLean as well. Because... Yeah. I don't think it's McLean's natural game when he receives the ball like that to stop and turn back every time. But he he has been doing it. And I think, and Tymon was doing it when he was playing in that position, having been constantly trying to knock it past people and run as fast as he can earlier in the season and end of last season. And I think, I, I don't know if it's down to the goalkeeping situation, whether Michael O'Neill wants to protect the, the back four, the back line, the goalkeeper, I mean, um, or whether it's something else, but the, there seems to be less onus on, on the full-back, wing-back position to be doing that in the last couple of months than there was before the last couple of months. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I've imagined it. It just it, it feels like that must be either an instruction or it's just weird because, particularly down the left, that just seems to have started happening to anyone who plays in that position. Yeah, we've always had the James McLean classic where he sort of cuts back inside slightly and then drags it back out left and crosses it in again that for mm. some reason defenders haven't figured out. <laughs> no, it's like the old Every Mark single Wilson. time he still does that. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. But that's gone mm. completely. So, yeah, you might be right there. I, I, do, I do think McLean's knackered physically. I think certainly the last three or four games he's looked like he needs to come off in the first half and he hasn't done. Um because we haven't got anyone to put there, I guess. Well, do, do we? Do we not? <laughs> where, he where, was injured. That's <laughs> <laughs> not who I meant. For you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's this question of why why we aren't seeing Valinden and oh, does, yeah. does, does O'Neill not fancy him or mm. what? What is, mm, is what is going on there? I think did he yeah. say something about him a couple of, a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, maybe. I I seem to remember seeing something where he said he said he said he's he's just not quite seen enough from him yet since he came yeah. back from injury. But then, what's he seeing from Sam Vokes? 
<laughs> yeah, perfect. I was going to say something else, but yeah. no, that'll do. You, you, you slag off our players if you want, George. I'll... <laughs> it's fine because he'll score now at some point. How, oh, well, how, in that how, case, can I also I, slag off so. um, all of them? They're all shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an interesting one with Valinden because he's. An, I think football fans get into this habit where where things aren't going, and I've definitely been guilty of it in the past. Um, when things aren't going a certain way, you're like, "Well, let's like, just throw in a throw in the youth. Why not? Why not give them a chance?" I mean, hell, this podcast had stickers with hashtag deploy on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're no strangers to that. But um, but it is weird when you. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only assume, like you say, he, O'Neill has not seen enough for him to warrant giving him a place. And we know that if you if you remember back to what was it, the summer where he he made O'Neill made that big statement about, oh yeah, the youth have shown they're not good enough, and he like set that weird marker down, and then they started to show, and he was like, ha ha, it was all part <laughs> of my plan. I just wonder, like, I just wonder because we don't see his man management behind the scenes, do we? Unless. And I'd yeah. love to, in some form of Netflix documentary, that would be great. But we don't. And so you just hazard a guess. At, is, is this him playing a mind game, or does he literally not like the player? But I certainly wouldn't... I don't know. I, I'm, maybe I'm just mellowing out, but I see a lot of people... And it's online, so online is never a good representation of actual thought. But I see people like getting angry because Valinden's not... He, why, why didn't he bring him on? Oh, he's a coward. He's not, though, is he? Like, I think it's probably just, formation it... more than anything. No. I, yeah. I, I don't think he'd trust him as a wing-back um, because no. he wants us to be defensive when, when I, the opposition yeah. pushes and we've not got wingers in this formation. So that's, that's probably what it is. You'd hope. Yeah. But but you're right, Chris, it is that trap football fans always fall into of whoever is not on the pitch must be better than what we've currently got if we're not winning. So Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes <laughs> if we are as well. I, I this, think this is this is why Derby fans think that Tomin's going back is a good idea. Uh, he is. It Don't is disparage that. It's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it's, a great it's idea. I'm really yeah, it's it I it, it'll be cruel for us. Um but we'll manage to... It's funny that I just completely forgot that... Oh, God, yeah, we have Tom Ince. He's a player. Well, I know, it's he's the 3rd played. of January. He's we might played. not. Who knows what's going on down let the A50? Me, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me the check Stokes. Let's, let's check Stokes at here. Oh, they'd tease that out over a week, wouldn't they? Just, just to get everyone dead oh, excited. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the big sale is on. Ooh. That's good. Does that include and players? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and eleven hours ago, it uh, they said happy birthday to Jordan Thompson. Yay! Happy oh, birthday, happy Jordan Thompson. Twenty-four. Happy birthday. I want to say uh, no idea. Probably no idea. No, he's Finnish. Ah, hey. Valinden. <laughs> uh, um, uh, oh, I have a memory thing about Valinden. I think every time he's come into the first team. There's been a period before he came into the first team where he's looked really good at the under-23s and everybody's been clamouring and it just hasn't happened for some reason. And I think it, it's... I don't know if it's when he gets to a certain point he stops 
doing the extra bits of work for the under 23s or in training or something that makes the manager go mm, actually maybe not because I'm sure this has happened almost exactly the same before and then he does come in and he's pretty good nay very good um, but I'm sure that happened when he came back from Bolton and it was like oh get him straight in the team and then there was a bit of a delay but nobody seemed to understand and it was just like oh that's weird and it there must be some in, or he'd be playing because we are. Well, I guess because wank. we're having all these nil-nil draws. If if we were three 0 up in games, he'd probably throw him on for ten minutes, and yeah. we'd see what happens. But you can't really do or that when the game's down. still in the balance. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's good, sorry to change briefly the subject, but I just while you were all talking, I decided to go on the uh, the first team website just to, to see like who we got, who we got. <laughs> And firstly, it really makes me laugh that there's six goalkeepers. Um, but also, you know that, and I can't pronounce his name, the, the guy we got, the goalkeeper from Birmingham, Nicky... Mayempa. Mayempa, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's took number 100. Awesome! <laughs> I'm surprised he had time that... to do that before. His injury. It's hilarious. It's... Is, How... is there it's much really precedent cool. for players with three numbers on their shirts? I don't think so. And I like at the bottom, it just says staff, Michael O'Neill. And that's it. No, oh, no, it doesn't matter. I know. Poor Billy McKinnon. That's unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Billy. Oh, bless. But yes, um, all right then. So January, we, we're in it. Um, we've got those two, apparently Jack Clark and, and, and Rabbi coming Potentially, who knows? It might not happen. Um, would you, if if let's let's assume that we get those guys in, um, is there anywhere else you would instantly look to improve this window? Fullbacks, I think. Fullbacks. Yeah. Um, I think our best right back is Nathan Collins. Yeah. And our best left back is injured. <laughs> As is our second best left back, who is the same as our best left back. Um, sorry, Tony, he's a centre. I think you'll you, you'll find our our second best left backs out on loan somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, full back. And when do we know when Gregory's back? We, we don't even know um, no. what's wrong with him, do we? <laughs> have no, they even said? Did it? If they said it was a, it was described as brackets groin on the sentinel. <laughs> But I'm sure it was like, didn't he cut his head open or something? Well, someone landed well, on him. Where's his groin? Like <laughs> where's his groin? <laughs> Sheffield. Um, hey. No, he, but but then uh, I'm sure Michael O'Neill described it as a trauma injury. Oh my god! What happened to him? I mean, like a like a blunt force trauma. Like, yeah, or a, I guess a a boot trauma. Maybe they've they've kicked so many so many balls up to him in training that. <laughs> it's just it's just battered him into submission because they all stick to him. It, yeah, it might be. <laughs> I was going to say it might be like your cartoon, but he's just got repeatedly hitting the bollocks <laughs> to the point that he literally can't play football anymore for a, an undetermined number of weeks. Yeah, well, this is the thing that's... I mean, those two attackers would be fantastic, but do we need a number nine attacker? Because we have, I, I, we have Fletcher... Gregory and folks. That's about mm. it, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, so we have Fletcher and Gregory, 
one of whom's injured for an indeterminate amount of time and the other is also injured for an indeterminate amount of time. And then again so, after he comes back yeah, for one then, game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm a bit... Yeah, we need we need a striker who offers more than being a target man, I think. A, a Campbell yeah. kind of. Tyrese Campbell is a, a bound, that'd be good. Uh, the, Are we... The, the problem we have, though, is that all the because we've brought through all these youth players, we don't have any youth players to bring through now. Well, we sold our, <laughs> our next youth striker, didn't we, at the start oh, of the yeah. season, or early in the season. We let him go after he scored that hat-trick against Leeds, and then all our strikers got injured. <laughs> and I, oh, I fucking can't remember his name, which is annoying. Yeah. I do... Kyrie Matang. I do mm. kind of worry, and, and I say worry, I, it doesn't keep me up at night or anything. But I do, I do kind of think like we, because this is a slow program uh, process, and because we're just gradually getting better. I think this season we will finish better than we did last season. I will, I will say that. But I do think that we're not. I, going back to what you said, George, that this squad is not in a position where. It should go up, um, a little, even if even if we you know we were doing better. It isn't a squad that would survive in the Premier League, and so I'm quite happy for us to to meander our way and to even finish outside the playoffs, but better than we did last season. The only the only downside to that is football fans are fickle and we don't have the patience. And if we have more results that are just meh, um, they'll. I just don't want us to get to a stage where we're the 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 slowness of progress is um people are just wanting us to go faster and faster if that makes any sense um and i do worry that if we don't suddenly address all issues in january which i don't think we're going to do um people will get mad and be like well why we've been so negative oh the board and just been stingy like the old, the older all the favorites that usually <laughs> quite rightly have been said in the past but i feel like this time would be wrong to dish out because the board can't spend yeah. any money at the minute because FFP, no, yeah. so we're fucked with that. But I think we only need to really address, we can't address all the problems, we only need to address probably one or two of the problems and we're looking at the playoffs. If we yeah. carry on playing reasonably well and don't lose seven more players all in the same position again. Yeah. Well that's the thing with the championship is that generally the teams in the playoff are not by any means perfect mm. and you know we've got quite a few teams who are yeah all right who are currently in the playoffs or at least challenging for them of which we're one mm. so hey, yeah. we don't want to get into any position this season where we get to Wembley and, and the fans can't go to Wembley but so we want to avoid the playoffs really just finish just outside them well that's, you know, yeah. we've got to go that's for automatic success <laughs> I think I think the only the only worry about if we don't show signs of going up is who we potentially lose at the end of the season, which would be a shame because it'd be nice to keep him or them because mm. you probably you could possibly add Bursic to that list if he carries on. Yeah, well, there's yeah. already there's already talk of contract extensions and and such like, so it seems yeah. like Which we're is- making the right moves. Well, this is it. It's not like while we and and I realise we haven't got much time left, so we will wrap this oh, up wow. soon. But um, 
it's one of those things where, yes, we can't really spend a lot of money financially and we have had to cut back on wages, but we are still quite a wealthy club. And so, theoretically, wages, providing we're not making people pay, pay them silly money, we should be able to financially compete with, albeit, uh, well, be able to compete with any team in this division, maybe not some of your higher-up Premier League teams, but... Um, but if players want, if players are wanted by them, they will go anyway because of the status of those clubs. Um, if it's a team who are around the same reputation as we are, then I think we can, I think we can at least compete with them in terms of a financial package at least. It's a, it's an interesting one. At all. It is an interesting one. I think we're gonna have to. I, we, we are cut for time, gents. It's the Zoom call is running out of time, and that makes me sad because this has been a very interesting and nice discussion, and I have enjoyed having both you, George, and you, Topher, and of course you, Tony, uh, here for a chat on a on a Sunday night. Thank well, you for joining us. Th- this has been um, way way more football chat than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I mean, usually we, yeah, it's been quite. Gosh, it's been. I wouldn't say it's been too serious. It's not been dry or anything, but it's certainly lived up to what the actual purpose of a pod, this podcast is. So, thank you for keeping us on subject, uh, Topher. If people wanted to speak to you and they wanted to perhaps buy some of your artwork, what would they need to do? Uh, yeah, just at Topher Knowles on the Twitter, uh, and you can my my Etsy link is in my profile if you want to. Get some Stoke stuff up on your walls, and and you should, like as a ringing endorsement from me. You really should because his work is brilliant. George, if people wanted to talk to you, what would they do? Uh, they would go on Twitter, and my mm. handle is at George LW ninety six. Very nice, Tony. Would you like to share your Twitter handle? Oh, they've already found me. Most of them, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's it's that tone to appear, but yeah, um, it has absolutely flown, hasn't it? Um, it I haven't has, even really had time has. to do my prepared joke, which is a shame. Sorry, Tony. Maybe oh. next time. We'll save it. I'm not even going to say do it now because I wouldn't <laughs> no, want no. you to rush it. No, no. Save no. it for next time. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, you can follow us but on Twitter at Wizards of Drivel. But if you listen to this podcast, you probably already do. All that remains for me to say then is thank you, gentlemen, for your chat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We look forward to speaking to you all next week. And hopefully, you never know, we might have hammered Leicester, but I doubt it somehow. (laughs) Until then, go on, Stoke. So, Patreon episode. (laughs) Patreon. Hooray! Extra Wizards of Drivel content for only 86 pence per month. And if that's too much, blame the government. Because $1 was about 75p a week ago. But anyway, uh, your $1 a month gets you access to hot content on the Wizards of Drivel like this. I'm joined by Alfie Potts Harmer, author of England's Greatest Defender. So, Dirk Copeland from uh, Blackburn Rover Seas. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Joining me is Ollie Dawes from Deepdale Digest. Hello and welcome to the Stoke City Years, a podcast series that reviews the history of Stoke City season by season. What else was happening around the world in 1891? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Boundless enthusiasm. Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. I'm joined by Tom Thrower. Evening, everyone. And unquestionable sobriety. I thought Josh Tymon was really good.
<laughs> Tony, we've all had a bit to drink. Transfer deadline day. We've signed James Chester. If Gary Rowett was a US president, <laughs> what president would he be? Jimmy Carter. But people have signed up to the Patreon where we are actually semi-comprehensible from time to time. What? So, if you want to keep this thing happening, patreon.com forward slash wizards of dribble, we're all very, very poor people. Four years being on this podcast, I've gradually grown it to a place when it was a completely unlistenable mess using, you know, free copyright free music. Microphones didn't work, it was barely audible. And yet people persisted with it <laughs> to a point. We've interviewed Ricardo Fuller, we've interviewed Liam Lawrence, we've interviewed Leon Court, we've interviewed Gordon Banks, we've interviewed Terry Conroy. We've had like experts on from other clubs. We've had like football finance experts mm. and people like John McKenzie and like uh, the Not The Top 20 pod guys. I'm amazed at the people who actually say, I listen to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. And yet, not two minutes ago... <laughs> Chris Brammer just used the phrase, it's a good oven. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Wizards of Drivel. It's a shame with a ne'er-do-wells of a cynical new age. Where if it's easier, if it please you, so we'll let it all slip away. Hang on, hang on. Uh, notification on my neighbourhood Facebook group. What is all that racket? <laughs>